0: I can See the demon in you, doesn't want to come out and play I can see the demon in you, doesn't want to come out and play Everybody say fuck this shit Fuck this shit Fuck this shit hey, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit hey, Fuck this shit going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. I'm your host Dre. Y'all already know what it is, man. We start the podcast the same way every single time, man. Thank y'all for taking the time out to listen, man. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for five-star reviews, subscribing to the YouTube. We like eight subscribers away from 100 subscribers. I know that's not a ton, you know what I'm saying? That's 10% of the way we need to be so we can get this money, you know what I'm saying? So, we going to get that, you know what I'm saying, popping and it be what's up. The watch hours is kind of cool, though. Well, I'm going to hit the hours. I feel like it usually happens, opposite for people when they start jumping into YouTube, which is that they hit the subscribers before they hit the hours. There's a certain amount of hours that people have to watch your channel for you to get monetized. I'm definitely going to hit the hours first, which is let me know that y'all is following through. When y'all watch this shit, y'all fucking with it, so I appreciate that. Y'all are dope. Um... Uh. Yeah, I think that's all we got leading in. Uh, click the link. Uh, I can't figure out how to make this link on this motherfucker work. You know what I'm saying? If you if you watching this, if you're listening, y'all's link works just fine. Click the link. You know what I'm saying? Do all the stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, you can hit us up. You know what I'm saying? Social media is all that. Um, but definitely make sure you subscribe to this thing. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you comment all of that. Uh, yeah, I don't... I remember what was i gonna tell y'all i had a story for y'all i had something for you i thought i said oh i remember i remember i remember, I remember, I remember. story time. i know we don't always have nigga story time but today we real do story so time. you know i was thinking sports is coming back up it was making me think back to my time playing sports i think I i might have said to y'all before I'm tall. So, you know, I, I sit down. Y'all, even if you can see me on the podcast, once I be sitting down, I'm like 6'4". I'm tall. um, But uh, I ain't that good at sports. I don't hoop like that. I don't do whatever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't follow through the way I should have. I started playing basketball in third grade. I stopped playing basketball in sixth grade. Sixth grade is my last year playing basketball. Third grade is my first grade. So other than that, I just played. With the homies, you know what I'm saying, going to the wire, whatever. I like basketball. I really like basketball, actually, and I don't want to make it to seem like I don't. You know, some motherfuckers like can't play basketball. I can play basketball. I know how to play basketball, but I don't hoop. Hoopers understand. Y'all who don't hoop, y'all won't really get it. But those who do, the, I, the best way I could explain it to you, if you don't hoop, is when I'm in really good physical shape, I can play a game of basketball if. Sixty percent of the people on the court hoop for real. Like if they like hoopers, they not like you know. They hoop at the level that we exist in. They not oh I low key play overseas. I'm just here visiting. They not oh I'm I'm probably gonna go D one or D two. If you you know, it's like it's like one or two D two players out there, and then just some guys who can play basketball. You're saying I'm out there and I'm in good shape. I'm good. When I'm in bad shape right now. My lungs is probably not right. I'm not even going out there. My my job had a little little, little league or whatever. They like, Audrey, oh, you tall, you, you go hoop with us or whatever. I'm like, oh no, I can't. See, I gotta work and I I got all these other things going on because I'm not what I'm not about to do is go out here and embarrass myself in front of all of these people for no reason. I don't have no points to prove. I'm good. I'm really good at I'm really good at my job. They see me at my job. They're like, oh, you're really good at this. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that. So I want to stay like that. If I go hoop with y'all right now with the way my lungs are, I'm going to be like something else. I'm going to be trash. I'm not fucking with that. So um. anyway, uh, I was thinking back to when I was younger and. I, t- I kind of told the story backwards because I was going to fast forward to what I just told y'all about, but it don't even matter because I was thinking back to when I was younger. Um, I'm playing basketball and I'm finally starting to get my little confidence or whatever. And, you know, and I may have told y'all this at some point before, you know, don't mind me if you hear it twice. Uh. You know my best friend. You know, saying still one of my best friends. You know, saying now whatever Kobe or whatever we used to. I I used to live next door to Kobe. He's the one who started getting me to playing basketball, all this other stuff, whatever. So that's who I play basketball with all the time. And Kobe's like the best, one of the best players on the team, if not the best player on the team. So I'm not afraid of competition in a way. I'm. I still have this weird anxiety thing that I'm still working out as an adult, right? I, I didn't realize why in certain situations I feel one way, in other situations I feel like it's the same abilities that I have in one room. You put me in a different room and I, I'm i just completely unable to produce at that same level. It, that's how I was when I was young. I'm not like that no more But I, because I know what it is now. I, I didn't understand why it was so easy when I'm outside. It's just me and Kobe. I'm playing as hard as I could play. I'm doing all this stuff or whatever. And even though I'm still not great at basketball, my confidence level is way, way up here. But when we play in front of people, people I don't know, I'm scared to do stuff. And I'm nervous out here playing basketball, like literally feeling like I've never touched a basketball before. And obviously, as I got older, I realized oh, you have anxiety, specifically like social anxiety in a large setting of strangers. I'm good in one-on-one personal interactions. If, I, if I'm if i in a group of 10 people, I'm fine. If I know any other people, I'm good. If I know one person and I'm in a, a, a life-like situation where you can only interact with the amount of people who could conceivably talk to you at once, I'm fine. The moment you put me in front of people on some sort of stage of any kind, messes me up so anyway point is even though i'm not good at basketball kobe didn't got me feeling like i'm in my bag Come to basketball practice and kobe's a guard i'm not a guard i have no guard skills i told y'all i've not played basketball at all can't dribble you know what i'm saying all it is so we're going through practice or whatever and for whatever reason I decided that I wanted to know why I couldn't bring the ball up. Like Kobe bring the ball up every time. Like y'all act like this nigga Kobe is just God. I want to bring the ball up. say, don't worry about it. Yeah, go ahead. You can bring the ball up. Pass it into your boy. Coming down. Coming down. Bow. Niggas rip me before I even get to half court. They're like, no, nah, run it back. I'm like, no, nah, wait, wait, wait. I mean, come down again. Bow. Right before I even get, bro, I'm over here embarrassed in front of everybody. Like, no. And I'm feeling like, for real, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like my nigga Westbrook. And y'all know I love Russ, favorite player. I'm feeling like Russ was feeling last year. I'm I'm like, no, y'all don't understand. Cause I knew I got a bag and I thought I brought my bag. And then the way they treated me right now is like I'm 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 baglish, as though I don't have any of the skills that when see Kobe could do it. And I'm not scared of Kobe, which means that I've whatever, you know what I'm saying, and what's, what's fucked up is the real nigga in the story is the coach, because he just had to let me learn the hard way. Sometimes that's how you gotta teach people stuff. Sometimes people have to learn that way, and I, I feel like maybe in that moment I was one of them kids. I couldn't really think of a specific real nigga story time for y'all, but I just thought, you know, fuck it, you know what I'm saying, let's talk about talk about nigga shortcomings a little bit, you know what I'm saying, I was I was trying though, y'all. I was, I was trying out there. I just, anyway, man. Uh, this this shit going on. I'm saying we might as well go ahead and get into the get into the the nitty gritty or whatever. I'm saying what uh, what's cracking? I don't know if y'all seen this. I I only know so much about this. The crazy thing about the way we report news out here is what I actually saw was uh, Deion Sanders and Jackson State University are in crisis mode because they can, don't have access to water. So I'm thinking this is just a, a sports story. When, that's what popped up on my phone first. And y'all, I have notifications on my phone. Set up. I do a podcast. I try and do it at least one time a week minimum. Where a good portion of it is based on the things that are going on in the world around me. I keep my notifications on for all kinds of shit. And I don't do sports on this podcast. So, my sports notifications, even though I watch sports, they're not. I don't even have ESPN downloaded on my phone. My bleacher report uh, notifications are turned off. I go seek my sports stuff. I don't let my sports stuff seek me. People who do follow sports will understand why. Because, my bruh, you will literally get an alert every. 30 seconds if you have sports. It's always something going on. LeBron James tied his shoes this morning. Russell Westbrook wears bow tie. Barney James smokes weed because Bronny James smokes weed. That boy was out of pocket for that video. Anyway, but it's, it's always something with sports. So I don't even have, but what I saw was Jackson State University is in crisis mode. But what's actually the case is The city of Jackson, Mississippi is in crisis mode. This isn't a sports story at all. This is a whole, you know, this is like a Flint, Michigan-ass story, damn near. Let's read it, because I really do need to read it with y'all, because no cap, I I haven't really read a ton about it to be able to tell you everything. I can't take, I want to tell you everything. That's, that's racist. I'm sorry. Uh. A um, water crisis in Mississippi's capital city has left scores of people without running water in sweltering temperatures and stoked fury over the state and federal response. Of course, niggas is mad about this. is Politico, by the way. Sorry, I take a little sip. My mouth will get a little dry. After flooding overwhelmed the city's fragile water system. I saw something about that, too, that it was flooding out there in that area. That some of these... Uh, uh, some of the storms that were like sitting on these areas were going to cause a lot of flooding. And out here in Houston, it's been raining. It's supposed to rain. I'm recording this right now. It's uh Tuesday. It's supposed to rain a little bit, pretty much every day this week, but starting Saturday all the way until next Friday, it's a 60% chance of scattered thunderstorms every single day, 60% plus. So it has been raining a lot lately. Um, Anyway, after flooding overwhelmed the city's fragile water system, President Joe Biden last night issued an emergency declaration for Mississippi entitling the state to help and money from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. State and city officials have said it's unclear how many of the city's 500,000, uh, 500, 150,000 residents are still without safe drinking water. Um, we have thousands of lives that are in danger from floodwaters moving across the city, from pathogens as heat increases said uh, Mustafa Santiago Ali, a former EPA environmental justice advisor and founder of the nonprofit Revitalization Strategies. God damn, that nigga got a title. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm concerned we have extreme heat and elders won't be able to hydrate, which puts people's lives in danger. We know that black folks die at twice the rate of our white brothers and sisters. Why, uh, he asked, hasn't cash from the state revolving funds and the 1.2 trillion infrastructure package that Biden signed last fall, been used to help Jackson Jackson's population is 81.8% black and 16% white with a poverty rate of 26.9%, slightly higher than the rest of the state, which is already higher than the rest of the country. I don't know why they didn't just bore that out. Um, when those dollars make it to cities like, will, when will those dollars make it to cities like Jackson? So, I don't See, they're doing this shit. Side note. I hate when I'm trying to read a story, and this is what I mean. When these little MAGA-ass motherfuckers and these super hotep people be trying to tell you about, oh, you can't trust none of the news, the news is this, blah, 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 blah. They saying something a little different than what I'm saying right now. News is so much entertainment and performative. They have so much non-information in what is supposed to be news that it makes it hard to even get information when that's all you're seeking. It's not that what these people are saying right now is not news or not true or anything like this. It's not false. But I don't care about, I, I'll take that back. I do care. I am what this man is. The commentary that he's making on what happened is literally what I'm trying to do right here, right now. But what I want to know is what the fuck happened. I want to know what actually happened. Uh, We still don't know why these people ain't got water. I've been reading this article for how long and why have they still not told us why the water's not here. Sorry, y'all. I just had to vent on that. It kills me. It just, it pisses me off so bad to be reading these articles for so long just trying to figure out why the why the sky is blue and they want to tell you why the grass is green and who cuts the grass and the story behind that man's life and then at the end of it they're like and by the way the, the sky is blue because god damn all right sorry um when will those dollars make the cities like jackson said ali now an executive fed this nigga got another bro he got another title now an executive vice president at the national wildlife federation this nigga got a lot of jobs bro this is really kevin case he's the wait ali now I'm now i'm over here doing it ali is the former epa environmental justice advisor he's the founder of the nonprofit revitalization strategies and He's the vice president at the National Wildlife Federation. I, I mean, listen, if they gonna let a nigga talk all over this article without really telling us what's going on, at least they pick the nigga who who got the credentials. Because what this nigga gonna do is apply. <laughs> anyway, uh and what's the long term plan to address the needs the climate crisis is going to place on these systems? Sorry. And what's the long-term plan to address the needs the climate crisis going to place on these systems? Scientists warn that climate change will intensify water problems as extreme weather brings more frequent and intense floods and droughts. Biden's approval of emergency of, uh, uh, Biden's, uh, Biden's, appro- Biden's approval of an emergency declaration authorizes FEMA to coordinate all disaster relief efforts and to provide equipment and resources, which can include emergency relief supplies such as bottled water and the muscle to uh, distribute it. So they got. The government quick to send niggas bottles of water. And I know in a in a world where there's no drinking water, bottled water is all you can send. But when you think back to all the crises that we've had, especially the ones that have been driven by national disasters, at least Trump put a little bit of flair on it with the jump shot of the paper towels. Something a little new because all they do is pull up with them fucking pallets of water bottles and be like, We got we got that <laughs> t- it's just <laughs> <laughs> Somebody need to make that a TikTok, nigga. The the fucking federal government, anytime you need resources, nigga. What you got for me? (laughs) Uh, The emergency declaration uh, enables FEMA to assign other federal agencies, including the military, to perform emergency functions that state and local governments cannot handle. Uh, FEMA and other agencies can provide technical assistance to review and assess the water facility. A FEMA coordinating officer is expected to be on site today at the Mississippi Emergency Operation Control Center in Pearl, Mississippi to coordinate federal help. Pearl sounds like a Mississippi-ass place. FEMA will also pay 75% of the cost. Mississippi and its localities incur in providing emergency protective measures over the next 90 days to respond to the wider crisis. A federal emergency declaration is often used to help states respond to crises that do not involve natural disasters, such as hurricanes that cause extensive property damage. Um, one thing about how the federal government issues resources in a lot of these instances, that's crazy to me or not necessarily crazy, that's just telling to me, is people say FEMA don't do shit. But when you really read into a lot of the things that the federal government does in this situation, it it allows states to better deal with whatever it is they have going on because they take on a lot of the financial burden of it. But if your state's not already in position to handle what happens, the fact that FEMA's willing to give them money doesn't really do shit. FEMA's like, yeah, like, We'll we'll cover 75% of your operations costs to take care of this. And your state's looking at FEMA saying, okay, about those operations. Oh, who exactly we operating on? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that's why this shit be so fucked up. A lot of these states don't really know what the fuck they're doing and they don't know how to utilize the resources. I'll say that I don't want to blame it on Republican-led states because I absolutely have not done the research to bear this out. I only know from what I see, and a lot of stuff happens in the South on the southern coast, and all those are Republican-led states. So I don't want to project and say that Democratic-led states use the federal resources better, and that's why their cities and you know what I'm saying whatever places handle the natural disasters better because I that really is just me saying that. So I ain't even gone. I said it just now, but I don't even want to do it in that weird qualify way that some people do when they're saying, I'm just asking the question like I know I'm not. I, I literally made that statement up, based 100% of my own personal biases and only the things that I already saw without seeking any additional information to confirm or deny what I thought. It's literally useless. But I don't clip or edit the podcast, so you go get it anyway. If somebody using that shit as facts saying I said it, they the dumbest of motherfuckers. Just know that. Anyway. Um, the announcement arrives a day after the Mississippi governor. Oh, by the way, y'all, do we know why the water's off yet? All this reading we done done. Floyd Mayweather would not. Anyway, the announcement arrives a day after Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves issued a state of emergency and activate it, it activated the Mississippi National Guard. The governor also warned residents at a press conference that a lack of clean water was threatening to critical needs throughout the city from flushing toilets to fighting fires, and there was no end in sight. Bruh. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell spoke to Reeves last night and has been in regular contact with state emergency, uh, emergency officials. The disaster was sparked as an extreme rainfall. Here... Bruh. Finally, the disaster was sparked as extreme rainfall in Jackson swelled the Pearl River and swamped the city's troub- troubled water treatment plants, causing dangerously low water pressure. Jackson had for years grappled with water system outages, accidents, and equipment failure. problems. cities officials have blamed on crumbling infrastructure. Last year, a deep freeze caused an old water line described as fragile Uh, Last year, a deep freeze caused an old water line, old water lines described as as fragile as peanut brittle to burst, knocking water service offline for weeks. More recently, the city has been on boil water notice since late July after testing uncovered water quality that could cause health problems. Why is this all at the end? This is the story. That's what happened. Because this is the same shit that happens in Texas. This is the same shit that happens in California, actually. If you want to be real about not blaming one person or the other, because I don't know if that's a government failure or whatever. Right. The California wildfires end up getting started because of those fucking power lines. But that's a pre-existing thing that they already know. So they get a windy-ass day and some fucked-up-ass power lines and a drought that lasts for a little while. You add a little bit of climate change on some mishandling or something, and you get a disaster. Whole whole state burns down. You look at Texas in that winter freeze, and it looks like Jackson had a similar situation in that same freeze. Maybe it wasn't as bad because the power didn't go out, but the water water and power, I'll be honest with you. Ask a broke motherfucker what they'd rather be off the water or the power. Ask a broke motherfucker what they would rather be out, the water or the power. Depending on the weather, the power. I would rather have water than power. If I had to choose one of these things to be off, the power had motherfucking stinking shit cool. The water, if I got a gas stove, the water. The water, fuck that power. We can be in here bored. We can light some candles. If it ain't that hot outside, we'll be okay. But water, if you don't have no water, you can't flush the toilet. You can't flush the toilet. Go a couple of days without being able to flush the toilet. And see how quick you want your fucking water back on. The water. Um, anyway, I mean, but I don't know. In this situation, it may be a bad parallel because it was freezing outside. So the power. Anyway. Um the shit in Texas, Texas already had a power grid that wasn't ready for anything like they already knew it needed this level of improvement they already knew that we needed all of these things that we weren't getting reports after reports same thing with all these places whenever something happens the reports come out well a disaster happens in 2022 1982 report says that jackson water facility needs maintenance high built bridge report it'd be some 30 years 30 years they've been knowing on some goofy shit and they just now say when, when it all falls apart they're like oh yeah we did know about that the levees in new orleans but they're like oh yeah we did know we knew those levees weren't gonna be able to handle nothing too strong we was just hoping it didn't come in we got fearing people out here we have been praying the fuck and i use the black slave voice there when it's really the white man who controls that so they're like Y'all got fear and pe- fear people. Y'all get to praying. Like, motherfucker, bro. So that's what happened in Jackson, Mississippi. And that's why them niggas ain't got no water out there. It's 150,000 people. Is Jackson the capital of Mississippi? Look, niggas got to Google it. it is, it's the capital, damn Mississippi, city all capital only got 150,000 people, anyway uh, <laughs> that is bruh Um, that's wild for your capital city, and now this is why I hate the way that they organized the article, because now the other shit actually makes more sense to talk about, which is the fact that it's damn near 90, it's 80% black, so you know it ain't no surprise that it ain't no overwhelming flood of resources going to that area. The only people who would say differently are the kind of people who, whatever, like yeah, whatever. Don't. I'm not. I'm not hearing your shit. Um, at a press conference at the Ob. Curtis Water Plant yesterday, Reeves and other officials said dozens of tractor trailers full of bottled water could continue uh, would continue to roll into the city every day. They also said the city is planning to rent additional pump an additional pump to get the water plant up and running. Nigga, rent. You're going to rent it? How about you fucking buy what? Jackson Mayor, Jackson Mayor, Okwi Antar Lumbuba, say yesterday, I'm, Lumumba, Lumumba. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't. I'm Floyd Mayweather. Lumumba? Lumumba. Yeah, that got to be it, right? Um, say yesterday, At a separate press conference that he welcomes the support and valuable resources the state is now providing, but said the city has been for years in a constant state of uh, emergency between boil water notices and low water pressure and the longstanding issues that stem from the inadequate maintenance, staffing and resources. We've been going at it alone for the better part of two years when it comes to the Jackson water crisis. He said exactly. This is clearly an ongoing thing. I said, I have said on multiple occasions, it's not a matter of if our system would fail, but a matter of when our system would fail. Um, yeah. Uh, officials pin Jackson's current water woes on a combination of flooding, shifting chemistry, longstanding infrastructure problems, staffing shortages, um, but offer few details on when things would improve. Um yeah, there's there, there's some more stuff here about like EPA oversight and all this other stuff, but like that's 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 basically you know what I'm saying, the gist of it. It's it's just one of those things that's a result of failings on so many different levels. And it's a matter of what gets prioritized, who people, what people, what what people. They even give a fuck about to begin with. Because so many of us, they kind of, you know, whatever happens, happens. That's that pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality. um, You know. And this isn't one of those things that 100% all lies in, you know, you got to watch who you vote for. A lot of that, it does in a lot of cases. But some of it just comes down to just outright advocating for the things that impact you and the things that you need and shit. So, you know. I don't know. Um, What else do we got? What, what, what else do we got? What else do we got? What, what, what else do we got? <clears throat> Trigger Law in effect. I don't know, I didn't mean to say that. I'll sing song you like it's a fun thing. Um, Yeah. Uh, Texans who perform abortions now face up to life in prison or a hundred thousand dollars in fines. Um, this was coming, this has been on the way for a good amount of time. Uh, ever since Roe got overturned, when we got the memo before, a lot of these states, Texas, a lot of these southern states, had laws that they had already put. In effect, because they knew that they was got, about to get Roe overturned, pretty much from the moment Amy Coney Barrett got appointed to the Supreme Court, they knew they was getting Roe overturned. So they already been working on the things to kind of build the infrastructure for it to exist. Uh, the not, not for it to exist, but like for their vision of the world post-Roe to exist, should I be more clear. Um. So... they uh they've already had all these laws on the books or whatever, and as soon as it actually was repealed or 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 whatever they immediately go into effect at a certain time and and that was a few days ago those that that's what they refer to when they when they say trigger laws. I don't know why I'm stuttering right now as though I have a stutter, but you know whatever, we're gonna rock with it i am I'm, I'm not able to so if I do stutter now y'all listen to my podcast, you're pretty much a piece of shit who doesn't care about people, so you know support anyway. Uh, performing an abortion is now uh, is now uh, felony punishable by up to life in prison in Texas after the state's trigger law which has only narrow expectations to save the life of a pregnant bro y'all I cannot read performing an abortion is now a felony punishable by up to life in prison in Texas after the state's trigger law which has only narrow exceptions to save the life of a pregnant patient, went into effect Thursday. Uh, The law was triggered when the Supreme Court issued its judgment on, in Dobbs versus Jackson, the case that overturned Roe v. Wade and allowed states to state their own laws about abortions. Abortion clinics across Texas had already stopped performing the procedure, fearing prosecution under state laws that were on the books before Roe v. Wade. I remember that. I remember that now. I don't know if y'all do. When that memo first leaked, there were, or no, it was before the memo leaked. It was when Texas first started pushing for their uh, abortion bans and like had the punishments associated with them. There were clinics that were stopping because the way Texas was writing the laws was essentially as like even if the law got struck down, if it ended up passing, ultimately anything that happened within the time that it was initially instated could still be prosecuted. I believe, and and that's I'm not going to go back and find that because it's going to be hard to find. But I'm I'm pretty confident about that one. I don't think I'm giving you no no misinformation on that. That I think that's exactly how that played. So that I think that's what they're talking about when they say a lot of people have already stopped uh, providing the the procedure because. They already knew that this could happen. Um, Texas has now has three significant abortion bans in place and several administrative regulations governing the procedure, setting up a potential conflict as the state's as the largest state to ban abortion navigates this new legal landscape. A trigger law criminalizes performing an abortion. From the moment of fertilization, unless the patient Uh, Unless the pregnant patient is facing a life-threatening physical condition aggravated by, caused by, or arising from a pregnancy, the statute specifically prohibits prosecuting a pregnant patient who undergoes an abortion. Uh, Violations of the law are punishable by up to life in prison. The statute also says that the Attorney General shall seek the civil penalty of not less than $100,000 plus attorney's fees. The Texas District Court and uh, County Attorneys Association has raised concerns about this language. If this sends up a double jeopardy red flag for you, congratulations. A memo on the group's website reads, citing a 1994 case where the Supreme Court ruled that a defendant who is convicted and punished for a criminal offense cannot also have a non-remedial civil penalty imposed against them. Similarly, if a defendant pays a civil fine, they cannot be criminally prosecuted for the same offense. Are requiring the office of the attorney general to pursue a minimum six-figure penalty for the same conduct that potentially incurs a felony sentence of imprisonment and a criminal fine. The memo reads: The legislator has created a legal framework that can prevent a criminal conviction that can prevent a criminal conviction for certain violations of the new anti-abortion trigger law crime, if any of these civil fines are collected by the OAG. Uh, Charles Rocky Rhodes, a law professor at the South Texas College of Law says it's not yet clear whether the $100,000 penalty will foreclose a, pr- a criminal prosecution. I might try that defense if I'm representing somebody, but I don't think there's a clear slam dunk there. Okay. All of that that I just read is like lawyer bullshit for y'all are trying to do some stuff that's technically illegal on a bunch of different levels. So we think that we could put, we all know how courtrooms and shit work. And we're in a conservative place with all these conservative-ass judges. It's going to depend on what judge you're in front of. If you're in front of a judge that's not a dickhead, then maybe he'll say, yeah, that's true. But most of these people are, no, bruh, no. It's not going to play like that. I don't believe that. It's going to be motherfuckers who face life and 100. 100- that's wild. So you could just ruin a motherfucker over some shit like that. And I know, I guess the argument is, is murder because it's a life but i mean from conception bro that's fucking wild these these motherfuckers have no they're just so trash bro um the civil fine though may prove to be an important piece of enforcement as more prosecutors come out publicly in opposition to the criminal laws Several major cities are considering or have passed measures that prohibit the use of local funds to investigate or prosecute abortion-related crimes, and the district attorneys in five large counties—Bexar, Dallas, Fort Bend, hey, shout to Fort Bend County, uh, Newsees, and Travis—have said they won't bring criminal charges in these cases. Already conservative lawmakers have said they intend to propose legislation to allow prosecutors to bring abortion cases outside their own jurisdiction if a different local district attorney won't. This is that that district attorney that got suspended uh, by DeSantis. That's suing DeSantis. This is exactly what happened. He said that he wouldn't uphold. I think his was initially the laws uh, against transgender kids uh, in school, some shit like that, or no, it was the, maybe it was the parents giving the kids transgender care or something like that. Uh, and then I think it ended up being this too. And DeSantis got his ass up out he He's like, Oh, we'll suspend him. So don't, don't be surprised if you see that move from Abbott because DeSantis is the, is the guy for the Republicans. He is their guy. They think that he is the future. And that's crazy because he's the devil. But, but anyway, any fucking way. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's never been done in Texas, but the legislature probably can at least start that ball rolling. Uh, then you've got prosecutors with conflicting opinions about the same set of facts, and you really got a zoo. That's crazy. They're literally talking about having people just all over the state on some. You're talking about the prosecutor from, and you know it's gonna be. These assholes from these little ass counties that represent, can you imagine that? You live in Fort Bend County. We got fucking a million people here. And maybe it ain't a million people. It's a lot of motherfucking people. What's the, look, y'all know me. Y'all know I like to stop the podcast to Google some shit. 790,000 people. It's damn near a million people here. It's more people in Fort Bend County than it is in the whole fucking city of Jackson but a lot more. It's wild. There ain't no people there. They all black. That's why they don't take care of them anyway. uh, So we got 790,000 people here, almost 800,000 people. Can you imagine one of these motherfucking DAs that runs one of these counties that's got 5,000 combined people who's now going after cases in these, because that's what they're going to do. If they allow this to go through, that's exactly what will be the new thing. Them trying to make their name off of starting some shit like that no way i'm with that no fucking way i'm with that bro that is trash and it's just i've said it so many times it's not even worth saying anymore that's why it matters who you vote for in a long-term and consistent way um what was it that uh, that that motherfucker said somebody had said something that um voting is 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 essential but not It basically the, the point was like it's it's a requirement but it's not enough it's not a solution it's a it's a baseline thing that you have to do in order to really advocate for yourself in a representative democracy if you're not voting you're not trying it don't matter what the other stuff you're doing is if you don't go out there and literally fucking protest out here where these police will fucking fuck around and murder you indiscriminate on some, we thought she had a gun shit, but you won't go vote on a Thursday, on a Tuesday, whatever the fuck it is. That's wild. This nigga don't even know. Um, You know, you're not trying. You're not doing the, you're not, I won't say you're not trying, you're not putting yourself in the best position to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? I guess. You just, I, it's a part of it. I don't think people should stop protesting at all. I love that. I think, I don't give a fuck, burn down all the targets. It make it easier to get people to do stuff because they don't want their targets burned down. I'm with all of it, but also it would be more effective if you, if you would also vote because it's the people who got voted in who we trying to get to make decisions based on the fact that we don't want people burning down targets. If we have You see what I'm saying? It all, all goes in, but Anyway, whatever. I've been thinking, y'all. I've been thinking about a new segment. I know I've come up with a new seg, lots of new segments, and you're like, man, but they don't stick. Sometimes they don't. This one, though, I see stories about ancient pastors, ministers, first ladies, deacons, people in the church, every single week every week i just don't bring them all on here and now my new method for data collection you know i'm saying the way that i'm getting all my stories and then figuring out what i'm gonna put out here on a podcast has changed i ain't gonna put y'all in all my secrets because you don't need to know all my shit but you know what i'm saying i'll be having an influx of different things i could choose from I'm starting to realize kind of thing y'all the church don't always be churching like it's supposed to church is full of hypocrites. Like all y'all already know, even if you go to church and you love God, you know that the people in that motherfucker be on the fuck shit. Also the church is obviously a place where people, religion is something that predators utilize. So people who are going to uh, like prey on a community, they're always going to, well, not always, but they will often lean towards religion because religion is so based in faith and obedience. So obviously, you know what I'm saying? If you want to get people to just do what the fuck you want them to do without really critically thinking about what that means to them or the people they love, you would go into that business. Um, so I don't know what we're gonna call the segment yet. Um, but maybe that's gonna be the feed, you know what? That's gonna be the motherfucking (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's the question on the feedback. Yeah, y'all got to check it on the Spotify because then y'all can leave feedback and ask questions. And I haven't done an episode with no feedback from y'all in a while. I'm going to do one real, real soon. So if you had anything you wanted to add to anything, you wanted to participate in some of this shit, now's the time, baby. If you want to leave a five-star review somewhere, now would be the time to do that. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go fuck with the YouTube videos, I'm not going to respond to every comment you know what I'm saying, together, but I will go through all of the common themes and sentiments that we'll put on the video, and I'll discuss those things on that episode, so if you want to be a part of stuff, then be a part of stuff, you feel what I'm saying, but anyway, uh, what is the church segment called? All right, bet. sorry, y'all, I had to make a little note. That's what the feedback question is going to be on the Spotify, you know what I'm saying, so check that out. Anyway, um, Since we don't have a name for the segment yet, there's no reason for me to uh, take any more time before we jump right into it. Uh, Let's get to the very first story. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Share, tab. (laughs) Mega Church Pastor steps down after messages with a woman crossed the line. Oh, man. You know he's singing that song. Our God. Is an awesome guy. He reigns. Yeah, that's him. I told y'all, I went to I went to white church. I know I know they songs. Y'all be singing a black y'all. It's nothing worse than being a black person, especially a nigga like me, who love nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? I love being a nigga and all the stuff that nigga tree has has given me. You feel what I'm saying? But I went to white church, and when black folks be making reference to church, and then they start singing the songs, and everybody starts singing, I don't know the songs, y'all. I didn't grow up in black church. I don't know the songs. So I just be sitting there trying to catch the, you know what I'm saying, and then I just, you know, like when you listen to a new song, and you like, oh, they said rock. Oh, next line. God, that be You know what I'm saying? i don't be knowing the words to the black church songs and it makes me feel like a bad black person but anyway matt chandler the yeah he's white obviously i showed you the picture i mean we're not guessing whether he's white or not but be I mean, matt chandler that's a white name the lead pastor at village church in flower mound texas appeared to fight back tears as he told his congr- uh, congregation on his congratulation i'm floyd mayweather as he told his congregation on sunday that he was taking a leave of absence. The move, a move prompted by what his church's leaders saw as inappropriate messages between him and a woman who was not his wife. Uh, the leaders determined the messages were not romantic or sexual, Chandler explained. It was our conversations were unguarded and unwise. Chandler and the church officials went into scant detail about the nature of the messages. He said both his wife and the husband of the woman he was messaging knew about their communications but church leaders thought the messaging was too frequent, familiar, and resulted in coarse and foolish joking. The pastor said the messages were called into question several months ago when a friend of the woman approached him and voiced her concerns. Chandler, 48, said he brought the concerns to a fellow church leaders who reviewed the messages and recommended he step aside. Chandler's abrupt departure is the latest setback for the village church, about 30 minutes northwest of Dallas uh, and the Southern Baptist Convention denomination, the country's second largest faith group of which Village Church is a member. Earlier this month, the SBC revealed that the Justice Department was investigating several branches of its organization. The pro found a release of an internal report that found SBC leaders mishandled sexual abuse claims for two decades. We talked about that. Also, this month, Village Church announced that it had settled a lawsuit alleging one of its ministers molested an 11-year-old and the church was negligent in handling the situation. The criminal case against the minister was dismissed the church maintained that it committed no wrong while the church was vague about the details of Chandler's misconduct officials made it clear that its lead pastor was not accused of sexual abuse oh my god I just picked this article based on the title. I was going to make jokes about him being in Big Booty Instagram Models DMs. I was going to ask y'all if y'all thought that he had tried to hit up the real cat eyes. Shout out to the OG podcast, niggas, because y'all know why that's funny. You know what I'm saying? We was going to tell all kinds of jokes about this, man being this old white man trying to get up in some uh some, uh some 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 DRBBL booty. You know what I'm saying? I was going to talk about this man walking in to build a body with this girl, buying her some booty, you know what I'm saying, on the low, so he could get him some cuddy while Mary is watching their seven kids back on the white plantation because not the plantation, the prairie, because that's where them white pastors be living. They be having them weird families with the kids with the long dresses, and they all match. And for some reason, they only have girls. And if they do have a boy, the boy's weird. And all this just, is just all kinds of stuff going on. That's what this was supposed to be about. Y'all mean to tell me, y'all just settled the case because one of your ministers molested an eleven-year-old? Over the guys that this just show you how crazy things are. Because this is a church, they got so much pull. They didn't got, this is what happened. A minister at their church, fucked a kid. They got that moved all the way from someone fucked a kid to no one's in trouble. We mishandled the information that we had, but did no wrong. We'll give you a little check. Guarantee you there's an NDA associated with that. So that kid is not even allowed to tell you about what happened. That family is not even allowed to tell you about what happened. And it's all It's all good. But y'all firing my man Matt because he got a little, little side thing. And the, and, the, and the wife and the husband know. They probably swingers. They probably y'all fucking. Shit. Oh, this this is the kind of shit that low-key make me mad. This is why I say it's always something with the church. They always on some shit. it be people within the church. The church is, it's all of it is bullshit. And that's why I'm, I'm telling y'all, this, this segment gonna stick. There's always something with these motherfuckers. Always. While the church was vague about the details of Chandler's misconduct they made it clear how are you in a position where you got such a bad name for your church that when you fire it you gotta be like but just so you know he ain't fuck no kids because I know that that's the word going on that we fire niggas for fucking kids but we didn't say we fired the other dude we paid a settlement on his behalf he may still be working here we there's an NDA he we, we not even these motherfuckers not even allowed to tell you who the fuck he is he probably still there or at another church, fucking somebody else's kids, bro. Fuck these people. His departure is nonetheless the blow to the church where he's preached for two decades and become a central, admired figure. The church's attendance is around 4,500 people. Oh my God. This is Chandler will pause his speaking engagements on behalf of Acts 19 or Acts 29, an organization dedicated to starting new churches. Chandler serves as Acts 29's board president and chairman. In the statement, the church said Chandler's leave of absence is both disciplinary and developmental, and his return will be determined by the expectations the elders have laid out for his development. In front of the congregation on Sunday, Chandler explained that several months ago, a woman approached him in the church foyer with concerns about how I was direct messaging on Instagram with a friend of hers. He did not think he had done anything wrong as his spouse and a woman's spouse were aware of their checks, he said. Yet there were a couple of things that the woman's friends said that were disorienting to me, Chandler said, without detailing the friend's comments. So Chandler brought the issue to a pair of church leaders who, after looking at the Instagram conversations, determined the communications were too frequent and familiar, Chandler said. In a statement, the church said it I hired a law firm to review the direct messages along with Chandler's entire social media history, including text messages and emails. The lawyers concluded that the pastor had violated the church's social media policy, but also determined that he failed to meet the church pastor's standard of being above reproach. The leaders found that Chandler's behavior was a sign of unhealth in his life. Uh, In this case, while the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and familiarity, familiarity of the messages crossed the line. The church's statement said they revealed that Matt did not use language appropriate for a pastor and that he did not model the behavior we expect for him. Oh, so that nigga was in here cussing and talking about titties with some girl that he knew from the church. He wasn't even trying to get no cuddy. Oh... I bet they were some MACA shits too. I bet it was. I bet it was some racist shit in there. They wouldn't tell us. See, y'all know this is how your bias impacts what you think about people. Because nothing in that article said that. But Matt Chandler, Southern Baptist Convention, Church in Flower Mound, north of Texas, 4,500 people go there, mostly white. Gotta be. Republicans, Trumpers, Trump, racist, racism, racist jokes, inappropriate thing to get you. Fi- above reproach something that can't get you in trouble you can't be doing no cancelable shit while you work for us he wasn't trying to fuck he was saying nigger they caught him saying nigger that girl's friend was like he says nigger a lot it's weird for a pastor they told the elders they were like whoa fam y'all know we say it too but not on social media you could get caught up for this we gotta discipline you that way. If this ever comes out, he's gonna be back. They passed it. This is that's my call on it, y'all. I'm putting it on wax. If, if if Matt Chandler ever comes back up in the news, he gets hired back as a pastor and they're like, This is what he did, nigger in the chat. That's what I'm saying. He said nigger. Um, even as Chandler announced his leave of absence, people in the crowd shouted their praises for him. Chandler never, nevertheless expressed remorse. I'm just really embarrassed, feel stupid, feel dumb, Chandler told the congregation Sunday, adding, I'm held to a higher standard and fell short of that higher standard. Yeah, that's got to suck, fam. Um, It's got to suck, Matt. Sorry, bro i'm not sorry if, if i'm right though because if you out here saying nigga like i think you was you get what you get and you don't throw a fit motherfucker they already covering up for you so you can still get hired by some other church and when they ask you what you said you're like oh there's a couple of jokes about how obama's a monkey you're like man get the fuck out um but i don't want y'all to feel like because i went to white church i only got smoked for white church um That's not true, because these niggas be tripping, too. And this is, as y'all know, I always got some Ohio smoke. I always got some smoke for Ohio. Akron Beacon Journal reports. Unlicensed Akron funeral director Shanti uh, Shanti Harden sentenced to nearly 12 years in prison. Shanti Harden, a minister who was found guilty of running an illicit funeral home business across Ohio, was sentenced to 11 years, 10 months in prison on Friday. Real pastors pray at funerals, not prey on grieving families. And Ohio Attorney General James Yo said in a release, the defendant's lies, fraud, and a complex scheme, including literally driving bodies across the state, are thankfully ended by today's sentence. Y'all... Johnny Cochran got these niggas realizing you need a tagline. If you're a lawyer and you don't got a tagline, it's not going to hit. Real pastors pray at funerals, not pray on grieving families. I like that. I like that. you smooth with it. Harden's attorney, Richard M. Kerger, said the sentence was far less than the 45 years his client could have received. He said there's some provisional factors in the sentence that that mean Harden could spend 10 years, 5 months in prison. Fam that's when you know the nigga you representing was guilty as fuck the lawyers don't never say my heart my client got off good they all oh this is injustice and we plan to appeal the sentence we maintain my client's innocence this nigga over here bragging on the fact that he got this nigga to 10 he like Hey, they saying 12, but it's really 10 and five months. And he started off with 42. So don't let people come in at you saying your boy can't work your numbers down. If you're really guilty, come fuck with Kerger. If you're stealing Gerber, fuck with Kerber. If you, uh, uh, I can't think of nothing else that rhyme with Kerber. That's not a good, what's his first name again? Let's see what his first name is. see if we can come up with a better. Richard, Richard, if you, if you, uh, uh, I don't know. Had too many pictures call on Richard. That could be his DUI thing. You know what I'm saying? He could be like uh uh uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I think it uh I think it's an attempt. Ooh, 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 ooh. Sorry, I went to the wrong clip on my thing. I think it's an attempt to provide the people who feel they were harmed with a sense of something was done. It's not a slap on the wrist. He said Harden did not exhibit any emotion at sentencing. He said nothing. He took it very well. We talked and I think he was prepared for a prison sentence. A review of state records indicated how much of Harden's business was through word of mouth among families struggling to pay for licensed funeral services. Cheryl Grossman, executive director of the Ohio Board, Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors, previously said it took the attorney general several years to build a strong enough case to prosecute. She hopes the case will serve as a warning to others who might try and operate without a license. Let me find out it's an underground market of motherfuckers fake funeral. What you talking about? I ain't have no life insurance. Something happened to my people. Da, 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 da. We don't know what we're going to do. And you got a nigga sitting next to you talking about, hey, I got a nigga. Look, if you're just looking for a little cremation, you what you looking for, a full scale burial, or you just looking for something a little more simple? You know, when you think about it, it's a, really a global crisis. It's not enough. It's a land shortage. Burying people is really against the environment. If you believe in climate change in the environment like me, you know me, I want to maintain the earth. You should really go with a simple cremation process. And my man, my man, he can help you out. That's how I imagine you meet Shanti. That's what happens before you meet this nigga. Like... Uh, records show he's handled scores of bodies in Summit, Franklin, Lucas, and... Chuihoga County since around 2014 when he first applied for a funeral home license and, re- and was rejected. The investigation continued until even after he was indicted on 37 charges in October 2021. So my nigga got banned for some shit. 37 counts, and he said, You gotta keep this, you gotta keep this gravy train rolling, y'all. I just needed one more score. I needed one more, I needed about six more funerals that I was gonna be able to get out of the game. It's addicting when you when you hustling. That's right. In January, a group of urban explorers, white people, they put it in quotes. So I think they put it in quotes so that I would tell y'all that it was white people because, you know. Found what appeared to be the remains of at least 89 people in a building next to the abandoned greater faith ministry Baptist church on 825 East Butchell Ave where Harden had been pastor and owner. So my nigga used to be a pastor. Defaults on the church. So you know he was robbing the congregation. You know he was a sham pastor. These are things that you know. You know you're a sham pastor. If you were the whole fake funeral home business, you was definitely a sham pastor. You let the building go into default and you lose the building and lose the church. But you know that they haven't done anything with the building and you know that there was a storage space next to it. So you thinking, Crematorium. Obviously, I mean, what hustler wouldn't see the the opportunity? Harden, who state officials said has never been licensed, uh, had never been a licensed funeral director or embalmer in Ohio, had already been under investigation by Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation for years after police in Columbus last year discovered bodies stored in an empty storefront there. The bodies were connected to Harden, who has held himself out to be a provider for low-cost funeral services, In December 2018, Toledo police officers began investigating after a transport driver for the Lucas County Coroner who had delivered a body to a building connected with Harden alerted authorities to reports of improperly stored body. Harden was found guilty on August 5th in Lucas County Common Pleas Court on 31 charges, including engaging of a pattern of corrupt activity, tampering with records, telecommunications fraud, and corruption. Operating an unlicensed funeral home, processing criminal, t- uh, possessing criminal tools, abuse of a corpse, representation of a funeral director while unlicensed, passing bad checks, death, and failure to file taxes. He operated several businesses in Lucas, Ch- uh, Chewy Hoga, Summit, and Franklin counties under various names Hussein Funeral Directors, Celebration of Life Memorial Chapels, Harden Funeral Home, Inc. American Mortuary Services and Transportation, and Shanti Devon Harden Services, LLC. Nigga, the scammingest of. And this is what I be talking about. This is why I'm telling you that the segment will continue. Why this, this, first of all, this is some Ohio-level scammetry. As I said before, y'all know how I feel about Ohio. It's trash. Ohio is trash. It's horrible. I've never been to a place that had worse things going on there. Their weird shit is weirder than normal weird shit. So it's like, so we catch this nigga. He's a scam preacher. But he's also a fake funeral home director. Who we already caught storing bodies in a storefront. Then we caught him again. When a transport driver brought a body and and saw another body that was like, so you just got this dead nigga just sitting here? I watched the video, y'all. Let me see if I can, you know what? Because you know what? I'm, I'm over here talking about this like it's all just crazy or whatever. These people apparently, like, had to see their family members after they had been held that way. Let me see if I can find it. Accurate... Here we can let's let's let's. I'm about to switch. Stop sharing. Share. Share screen. Chrome Boom. 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 Yeah, we about to play this story. I know I already talked about it, but we about to play the whole story.
1: New tonight at eleven, an update to a case against Shante Harton. Sources telling our affiliate WKYC that law enforcement found cremated remains of more than ninety people, including twelve kids, inside boxes being stored inside this abandoned church. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation says a search warrant was executed there yesterday, but would not say what was found. Now, I've been following claims against Shante Harton for several years now well before he was formally indicted on 44 charges out of lucas county late last year those charges against him range from abuse of a corpse to representing as a funeral director while unlicensed since september when columbus police found two bodies inside of a storefront we've uncovered several layers to the mounting claims against harton involving grieving families and dead bodies harton has maintained his innocence denying claims that he was running an illegal funeral home He has pleaded not guilty to all the charges against him and currently on house arrest. His trial is scheduled to begin on February 7th to see all of our past stories.
0: So that was in January that that story came out. This was a while ago. That's crazy. said that they was in boxes and shit. That's why I was trying to find... I, I haven't seen the video, so I'm not going to keep going through a bunch of videos trying to find it. While I was watching the original thing, I saw was a video of the people talking in court when after it happened. And this was like talking about how they found their family members and they was green and foaming at the mouth and shit like that. Like the corpse is like, it was a woman talking about how she'll never be able to see her son the way he was. All she'll ever be able to think about what she thinks of her son is that moment. Like, that's crazy to me, bro. That is so garbage. And it's just... For real, I don't want people to think that I got this segment because I got some vendetta against the church because I don't. Um, But I do think that it's important that people are cautious about people in those settings because genuinely it'd be so many predators in situations like that because they know people are so trusting. It's not a function of religion so much as it is a function of how religion works, I'll say. I don't think that. Christianity creates predators. I think that predators see an opportunity in Christianity or even in other organized religions. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this is definitely going to be a continued segment. Fuck Ohio. Fuck that nigga for sure, bro. He, that's the holiest of niggas, bro. I don't even know what I would do in a situation like that. Um, But you know, we're going to wrap this up here soon. We're not going to keep this up for too much longer. I got one more thing for y'all. Um, It's been a while since we had one. But uh, white, white, his emotional support animal is an alligator and they sleep in the same bed. <laughs> all right, that's that's all I had to tell you. You knew this was a white man, Joseph Henney's emotional support animal, Walligator. Goes with him almost everywhere from the grocery store to walks in the park, they hug each other and they sleep in the same bed. Wally Gator is an alligator. When he turns his nose towards you, when he turns when he turns his nose towards you, that means he expects a kiss, said Henny69, who goes by Joe. Joe spelled J-O-I-E, but pronounce Joe. So his name is Joseph. He spells his nickname J-O-I-E but just wants you to call him Joe. So there's no... This is the kind of nigga who will have an alligator and lives in Jonestown, Pennsylvania, about two hours from Philadelphia. He's super sweet-natured. The two watch television together on the couch when Henny takes him to the farmer's market while the gator gives hugs to shoppers. As long as they're okay with being that close to a 70-pound reptile with a mouth full of razor-sharp teeth, because if y'all may to be thinking... Maybe Wally Gator doesn't have teeth. Maybe Wally Gator be having his mouth shut. No, Wally Gator has a vest and a leash and a loving uh, owner. Wally is definitely not your average crocodilian, said Henny, explaining that most people in his community are familiar with this seven-year-old, 55 half-foot emotional support alligator. Emotional support alligator. Emotional support alligator. So these niggas is going to come to the motherfucking What? They're gonna come up to a restaurant, they're gonna wanna sit at a table next to you. Don't eat no fish. Wally might decide he wants something. Run up on your ass, nigga. Y'all got life fucked up. Wally Gator has been followed, has has a following on TikTok and Instagram. And he made headlines Friday after Henny took him to Love Park in Philadelphia. That nigga Wally Gator gonna make headlines. Somebody kid is y'all gotta be watching this on the YouTube, bro. Somebody kid is walking this fucking alligator, bro. Call CPS. Call CPS, you'll let your kid, because if the alligator bite the kid, then what we supposed to say? Hold on, is it a longer video? Let's see. Yeah, y'all, that's fucking crazy. It ain't, boy, ain't no motherfucking way, boy. Boy, boy ain't no way, boy. He's a very special gator. I wouldn't recommend that anyone get one. He said, "If you don't know what you're doing, you will get bit, nigga." You can know what you're doing. We just seen it, bro. Okay. His unusual relationship with Wally Gator started in 2015. He said when a friend called from Florida and asked if he could take a few, take in a few gators that had been found in a pond in Orlando. And he makes a living in woodcrafting, but has always enjoyed caring for reptiles as a pastime. He said. Alligators are legal to own in Pennsylvania, and Henny has helped relocate unwanted alligator snakes and iguanas to wildlife sanctuaries as a hobby for 30 years. He keeps his rescue reptiles in his home in a separate indoor enclosures in separate indoor enclosures that he purchased for this purpose. He then finds sanctuaries or zoos that will take them, he said. He's usually called to rescue alligators when people take in cute baby alligators as pets, but inevitably turn into large animals that can be difficult to handle, he said. They are, after all, an animal that has not changed since the time of dinosaurs. He told his Florida friend that he could take in three juvenile alligators. After a while, he sent two of the gators to a reptile refuges in New York and New Jersey, but he decided to keep Walligator, who was four, who was 14 months at the time. Man, it's a picture of this nigga riding in his truck with the alligator, y'all. This is just wild to me. Wildlife experts agree. Alligators generally don't make good pets, and they're illegal to own in many states. The animals can also be deadly. Last month, 80-year-old Florida woman was killed when she fell into a golf course pond and was attacked by two alligators. Nigga, duh. The jaw pressure from an alligator's bite force is incredibly strong, and their powerful tails can whip you. Uh... They're also predators who are hardwired to believe that other creatures want to eat them. So they're defensive early on. I definitely assume that Henny is an exception when it comes to caring for an alligator. He's done a great job, but most people don't have the kind of time to devote to a pet alligator's care. The large reptiles require a special diet and enrichment such as logs or live plants to hide under and running or spraying water to thrive under human care. They should never be handled by people who aren't trained. Duh. If you are if, if you are interested in working with alligators, volunteer at your local zoo or nature center and get involved with citizen science. Uh, yeah, don't get one. Heaney has cautiously handled alligators for years. He said he noticed from the first day that Wally Gator was different. He said he was surprised when Wally Gator, then 20 inches long, didn't try and bite him when he held him or fed him chicken legs or dead rats. He wouldn't eat live rats, and he really showed a love for cheesy popcorn, he said. I thought it was different, but I was still very cautious around him. He felt comfortable enough around Wally Gator, though, not to keep him in an enclosure, he said. I've been handling Gators for years. I've learned to read them, he said. An alligator isn't going to attack you for no reason. I'm always careful, but if but I felt it was fine to let Wally Gator roam free in the house. It didn't take long, he said, before Wally Gator began to follow him around the house like a curious pup. He said his leathery roomies showed affection by staying close to him and being docile. He enjoyed being held, and I thought, wow, this is a super nice, friendly alligator. Then, in 2017, several members of Henny's family died, leaving him sad and grieving. That was when he and his unusual pet began really bonding. I was depressed, and Walligator started to do silly things to cheer me up. When I was on the couch, he pulled my blanket onto the floor. Soon, Wally Gator was on the couch with him. Stealing the covers became a favorite pastime, along with curling up together, watching Gator Boys on TV. Wally Gator also enjoys relaxing in his 300-gallon portable pond in the living room. Who will often take a dip together in a friend's swimming pool. And there's a video of that, too. Let's see Wally Gator in his pond. You told me you're hungry. Yeah. Fuck no, bruh. It's just like a did just showed him like literally biting the food. No, bruh. Henny said, while gator also helped him emotionally as he endured a recent diagnosis of prostate cancer and weeks of radiation treatment, of course he took his cold-blooded friend with him. It's no way if I'm your doctor, you could bring your fucking alligator. I don't give a fuck if he makes you feel better. And I'm sorry you have cancer. No, no, nigga. It was several years ago. He said when he told his doctor how much walligators antics had greatly helped reduce his depression. He was shocked when one day the physician offered up an idea. What if you were to Wallister, register walligator as an emotional support animal I said, are you off your rocker? An alligator is the most feared animal in the world, can you But he went home that day with a letter from the doctor stating Wally Gator qualified as an emotional support animal. Oh, my God. He filled out the website on the application for the U.S. Service Animals website. Once it was approved, he reserved a certification along with a harness and a leash. He's required to be certified every year. People were surprised when they learned that Henny's alligator had joined the ranks of the emotional support peacock and donkey. He said he's been known to dress him in a tuxedo and sunglasses and even a hat. I can't even lie to y'all. There's too much more of this article left for me to read. I can't even. Fuck it. No, we're going to. Kenny is going for yet another distinction for Wally Gator, America's favorite pet, and annual contest traditionally for dogs and cats because we're not going to discriminate against, against Wally Gator. There's no way that Wally Gator gets discriminated against if you can let these other animals defeat, then whatever. This year, the conversation was open to include animals of all kinds. The winner receives 10,000, and the final round of voting will be October twenty seven. Kenny now takes his gator to swim parties, football games, school summer camps, educational presentations about reptiles. While gator does not have to have a harness around his mouth, but he, uh, yeah, but he has never beaten anyone. Duh. Everywhere I take him, I always ask permission first, he said. That's very important with an alligator. Yeah. He said he would never want to take wally gator on a flight. He rode a bus once. That was enough. Some people are scared of alligators. He added, I wouldn't want to startle anyone. That wasn't a problem with Michael Hel- Helfrich, the mayor of York, Pennsylvania. Alligator met them, met him at City Hall earlier this year. Of course, he's white too. Ain't no niggas holding that. Just to be clear, I ain't seen a nary a nigga. I have seen nary a nigga carry this alligator throughout this story. And seniors who live at Speary Vision Trust, Spirit Trust Lutheran. The the village at Sprinkle Drive, a retirement community in York, are delighted when they see the gator walking down the hall in his bright red animal support vest. Wally Gator visited several times, and most of the residents are eager to pet him and ask questions. A brave few will request the red tile. They ain't got shit to lose. Hell, they old as hell now. You done lived it up. Wally Gator is cool to touch, but has the most relaxed personality I've ever seen, said Hannah Tedesco, a life enrichment leader at the center. She invited Henny and his alligator to return to the retirement home November 15th for Steve Irwin Day. Shots to the goat. The first time I saw Wally Gator, I stopped in my tracks, Tedesco said. It's not every day you see an alligator on a leash. Wally Gator continues to grow and pack on hundreds of pounds. Henny said he eats a couple of chicken legs and rats every three days along with a bag of cheesy popcorn. Henny said it's a safe bet that his pet Gator will outlive him, so he has an arrangement with a friend to ensure that Wally Gator will spend the rest of his days in reptilian comfort. He hopes that Wally Gator won't have to move soon. During a hot summer, he's nice and cool to sleep with. All I'm thinking about is all the motherfuckers who about to lose their job, including Wally Gator's daddy, you know what I'm saying, Daddy Gator, uh, Joe, all these people, when Wally Gator bites somebody, when he had one of these swim parties and bite one of these kids at the splash pad, the retirement center, the life enrichment director who thought it was a good idea to let the seniors hold the fucking alligator. when alligator Because now a walligator ain't bit nobody. So now all they're saying is, oh, he's so docile. He's never bit anyone. It's so crazy that an alligator can be this blah, blah, blah. But check this out, right? An alligator that only bit a motherfucker one time is still a super docile alligator because he's a motherfucking alligator. Listen, whatever Wally Gator is doing, don't be trying to criminalize my nigga. Free my nigga Wally when he bites somebody. Free Wally. That's all I'm saying. Nigga, shot (laughs) this shit wild, y'all. That's really all I got for the episode today, y'all. I appreciate y'all for fucking with me, like always. I'm thinking about launching some new shit, bruh, where. I'll let y'all sign up to send me your emails and I can send you a link where you can actually be a part of these podcasts backstage and you can participate in a live chat and all that stuff or whatever. It won't be like a Facebook Live or Instagram Live. It'll be literally only the people who have the link who jump in. So uh, y'all can talk to each other. You can talk to me. I won't, if I if I do decide to go through with it y'all gotta let me know if you really want me to. If I do decide to do with it, if I do decide to do it, when y'all comment live, I probably won't really be interacting with you live. Y'all interact with each other. Y'all comment on the podcast, whatever you want to do. But I'm not going to interact with you while you interact with me because this motherfucker's is already an hour long, hour and a half long. We're not, we not doing this. But, uh, yeah, I'll let y'all know. I just something I just thought about today. Um, O'Neal's on vacation. She got a new job uh and she's going to napa so we'll have o'neal back uh probably i say two weeks at the most me and her talking about some other things that we might add on and what we do too so uh you know just be looking forward to that i think it'll be really dope i think y'all will really enjoy it uh as always man y'all be easy man it's love as always i will see y'all in a week or so uh check out the youtube subscribe click the link follow social medias all that good stuff love y'all as always peace
1: yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic J, leaning and rocking, feel it yourself.
0: It's high tech, moving pieces all on the board. My nigga, tryna see billion. Mm.
1: My gift to God, bonus. escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga is worth billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny. Them, he been slapping shit so long they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly he walk on stars. Solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billions. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre Dre nigga, make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons, laying the foes down like futons for the billion Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. The fuck this shit podcast. <laughs>